1: Annelise uh, Dracel of the Health Hub Times Square and Valancholic uh, joining us. And thank you Annalise for facilitating us this week. For, it was to celebrate International Women's Day so I'm sure you didn't mind. Not at all, Patricia. I'm <laughs> yeah. happy. You're very, you're very welcome to the program. And actually, yesterday when we were on, we were getting questions in for you. So let's get straight in uh, to the uh, questions. Mary says what she describes as having scales. So imagine scaly skin underneath by her breasts. She's used cream on the skin, but with little success. Could Annalise recommend anything?
2: So um, that is something called keratosis and it's hardening of skin cells and it's often as a result of sun damage or very common under the breasts, especially if you've been wearing an underwire bra and the only way really to get rid of them is to scrape them off. Your doctor will do it for you. Um, because they don't go down very deep, but there's no cream that will get rid of them, really. Um, You could sort of put maybe some oil on them to try and soften them and see, could you scrape it off yourself? But I think if they go a bit deep, there's the chance of getting it infected. So better to go down. At the worst case scenario, the doctor will use the nitrogen to burn them off. But as I said, it doesn't go very deep and it's called keratosis.
1: Okay. Hi, Annalise. What causes a urinary tract infection that reoccurs every few weeks? Antibiotics don't seem to clear it up. Does diet have anything to do with it?
2: So it can, I suppose, Patricia, have a lot to do with it in the sense that sugar um, will feed the bacteria, the unhealthy bacteria that live in the urethra and the urinary tract. And it The more negative bacteria in there, the more likely you are to have an infection and also the less space there is for good bacteria to grow. But what I find about um, recurrent urinary tract infections is often occurs when people have had to have a few antibiotics to shift the first one. And the the, the problem is that some of the bacteria become resistant. But it also wipes out all the very good bacteria. So this is what I recommend to people. And you need to do it for three to six months, really, so that you can get your kidneys and your whole urinary tract back into a complete state of health. So take d mannose It's a capital D and then M-A-N-N-O-S-E. It's a sugar and it prevents the negative bacteria from being able to get a grip on the wall of the kidneys and the urethra so they slide off. So therefore, you're just washing them out. They can't colonize and infect So you need to take, if you've got an infection, you need to take D-mannose, 1,000 milligrams, three times a day. The other thing that I recommend then is a probiotic to put in the good bacteria. And I love the Quest Cranbiotics because it's got a nice high amount of cranberry extract, which again is very good for the health of the urinary tract and it's got all the good bacteria. And I would take that three times a day as well. And do that for at least a week or two while you have an infection, and then cut it down to once a day for each for about three months. And then, if you're flying, it you could cut it down maybe just to taking the cranbiotics for another three months, and then you should be back to full health.
1: Okay, good luck with that. Uh, hi, Annalise. Uh, I got a vitamin D blood test result of twenty-three. Can I bring it up using natural or an alternative to prescription pharmacy tablets? Is 75 normal, what is high or what is too high, says Sandy? Okay, can you explain vitamin D and the count that you would get when you go to get your bloods done?
2: Well, actually, I personally wouldn't know the ranges myself because the doctors generally have it beautifully organised within the range of below average, you know, below normal, normal and suboptimal, which is, uh, sorry, uh, over normal. So the doctors normally have it written on the test. Okay. So I wouldn't know the ranges myself. But if you Google that, that's very easy to find. The question is, can I get it from natural sources? So in the summertime, we can make it from the action of sunlight on our skin. And you need about 15 minutes of good sunshine on your bare arms for 15 minutes to get enough for the day. The other way we get it in, in fatty foods of animals like egg yolks, cheese, meat, cream, milk. But in the winter months, the animals are indoors. So they're also not making vitamin D and it won't be in the foods. So the only choice to take it is to take a supplement. Now, I know in the pharmacy they tend to give a very high dose once a week, whereas I much prefer a lower dose once a day because I think that it'll mean that your body will take it when it needs it and won't take it if it doesn't, and you're less likely to become toxic. And while it's it's not too dangerous to become, like you're not going to die from vitamin D toxicity, it'll be very hard to become that toxic, even on a high dose, it does increase your risk of heart disease in the sense that Vitamin D will make you absorb too much calcium and calcium can um, harden the cholesterol in your uh, veins and create the plaque that gives you heart disease. Also, it increases your risk of kidney stones and gallstones, again, because you've absorbed too much calcium. So I always say to people, unless you know your vitamin D is too low, 1,000 IU a day is more than enough. 600 IUs a day, more than enough for children. And don't take more unless your doctor has specifically said you should.
1: And is it dangerous to take more?
2: It's not, it's just those reasons, Patricia, it's yeah. just in the long-term kidney stones, gallstones and hardening of the plaque in your arteries. And I know some people say they take 25,000 units a day. I, I just can't see how, what the benefit of it is because if you need to take that much just to remain at a normal level... There is something wrong with your system, and that needs addressing.
1: Okay, a listener sent in a whole list of I can't even pronounce it of meds, but I've done quick Google's Google on them. It's for high blood pressure and cholesterol and an uh, aspirin. The listener says very mild high blood pressure and cholesterol with a slightly irregular heartbeat. Uh, a super fit person who does physically demanding manual work every day, not over not overweight, never been overweight at any stage. I'm very concerned about all the side effects of taking all of these tablets long term. What would Anneliese recommend for high blood pressure and cholesterol?
2: Okay, well, you see, it's it's that's a that could that's a very open ended question in that I don't know what the family history of this person is. So there is a, a condition called hypercholesteremia, which is genetic, um, where you do absorb and make way too much cholesterol, and really those people do need the drug. That's exactly the person who the drug is perfect for. The problem is, is that most of the population that are on that drug could probably address cholesterol with natural means. Um, the natural means for cholesterol would be things like your plant sterols that you get in your flora and your benicols, or you can get them in a good therapeutic dose as a tablet form in your health store. They will do pa- plant sterols. The other one is the extract of red rice yeast. Um, so they ferment, the, the the yeast is fermenting the red rice and it creates a chemical that's very similar to the statin drug in its structure and it works in the same way in the body but tends to be well tolerated because it comes from a natural source. But again, I stress it is like the medication. So, um, you know, you do need to get your liver checked fairly regularly when you're taking these as well. So that would be a natural alternative for cholesterol. But blood pressure, I need to look at sort of what kind of food was in the diet, how much salt, stress is a big factor, how are your adrenals performing. Um, typical... Uh, supplements for bringing your blood pressure down would be hawthorn which is very good for the health of your veins and arteries coenzyme q10 is very good magnesium can be good and the right balance of electrolytes to make sure that your blood isn't you know you're not drawing too much water into your blood and increasing your blood pressure that way so those supplements can help but you need to be very careful because if you've got elevated blood um, blood pressure for a long period of time it could cause a stroke so that, and that's the reason then.
1: that the aspirin, isn't it, is is to is to stop clots.
2: Yeah, aspirin yeah. would be commonly recommended for people to pin their blood and to stop the blood clotting but you could still get a small st- a stroke from a bleed you know so yeah, if the blood yeah. pressure was very high it might cause a little rupture in one of the veins in your bl- brain and that would cause a bleed which is a stroke as well Okay. so be careful coming off blood pressure medication Okay as well.
1: and, and as always chat, chat with your doctor before doing that Hi Annalise. Uh, whenever my 14 year old daughter goes outside her face and neck get red purple blotches which obviously now she's becoming very conscious of is there anything that you could recommend that might help please
2: so hmm, that's a very interesting one patricia because you know i'd love to know if there was natural remedies that would work for that type of facial flushing yeah it can be quite common now there is a drug for it um but the drug unfortunately has got in the long term when you stop taking or Using the drug on your face, um, to kind of the drug stabilizes the veins, the tiny little capillaries in your face. So what's happening there is the cold is causing a reaction for those tiny little veins, and either causing too much blood to rush to some areas and probably not enough, so you get this very either very red face or you get a kind of very blotchy face. So um, that drug I wouldn't recommend. So in terms of what i've suggested to some of my customers in the past beta carotene is very good to stabilize the melanocytes that um are in the the skin and that can help if it's a, a temperature thing sometimes particularly if it's more likely really to happen in heat so a beta carotene supplement is safe to take vitamin a it's a vid- precursor to vitamin a but vitamin a on is not really safe to take unless you're being monitored by a, a health professional so the beta carotene is is good um Take out all of the chemicals from your 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 face products and go for a very natural approach. I love the Salcura Antiac because it's very good for calming any kind of this. In this case here, it's not acne, I know, but rosacea and rosacea does involve a lot of facial flushing. So and, uh, salcura antiac used the wash and the spray and see does that help take the anger and the redness out of it. But um, if any of your listeners have ever found a cure to that problem, I'd like to see oh, it. No. I could see a be the, the could
1: it be the age as well? The fact she's 14.
2: Well, definitely hormones will always make it yeah. worse. For sure. And some people just genetically have a high colour. Mm. Um, and the reason I know so much about it is my brother used to, be, used to get very high colour and he absolutely hated it. And he did take the drug. But he would like he, it, it, And I have seen other customers who have the drug. It's called Mervaso, M-I-R, I think, V-A-S-O is how it's spelled. And I don't think in the long term it's good. I think it'll solve your problem there and then, but actually your problem can get worse afterwards. So he, uh, it was for him as well as a teenager, you know, he was flushing a lot, I suppose, self-conscious in school. That actually yeah. makes it worse as well. So you will grow out of it, please God.
1: I know, it's, it's a tough, tough thing at that age. Now, something called Spoonful bo- Botanical?
2: yes yeah so, can
1: you take it if you're on a blood pressure tablet and an aspirin it's supposed to be good for arthritis says this lister
2: yeah absolutely i think you can it's uh, made by this lovely couple who discovered kind of the fermentation of herbs when they were on their world travels and they have made it it's a kind of a fermented version of different spices but primarily ginger and turmeric with black pepper in there there's some other ones as well and people can take a spoon and put it onto their porridge. And normally I would say with a blood thinner turmeric you need to be very careful but in this case it's in a food so it's perfectly safe with blood pressure, with blood thinners and with any other drug. And it's quite a popular one. Um, People put it onto their porridge or they mix it in with a bit of yogurt. You could also put it in with a soup or a stew. Um, and there's a lot, a lot of good feedback on it.
1: Okay, putting oil in your ear for to soften wax. A listener says, "My husband says by putting oil in my ear, it'll end up causing vertigo. Is that true? Uh, would anities recommend ear drops? And if yes. so, for how many days to so soften to soften it, the wax?
2: Exactly. So that's really now. I think normally you would put olive oil actually warmed. You don't you warm it on a spoon. So you heat the spoon with some boiling water, and then you put the olive oil on it and let it sit for. A few minutes for a minute and that warms the oil to be honest it's probably better for an ear that's pain maybe an ear ache it sometimes can soften wax but i just don't think it really does a good job of it so the things i would recommend is you can buy specific ear drops to soften wax either in the health shop or in a pharmacy ear candling is wonderful especially if it's deep trapped wax Um, And it's really good for any kind of ear pain or if you've got a lot of mucus stuck in your ear. But I would suggest that if it's your first time doing ear candling, get somebody to help you with it because it can be a little bit finicky. It's not dangerous, just finicky. And then the last thing that I would recommend is hydrogen peroxide, which is bleach effectively. But you can get a 5% mix in the pharmacy and you put it into your ear. It'll fizz up and you need to lie down and let it sit in your ear for about 10 minutes. And that can get very stubborn wax as well. But if it's deep, deep set, don't go at it. Use the ear candles and it'll draw it out.
1: Mary says, wants to know, does Annalise know if chia seeds have gone off the market? And if so, is there a replacement? She hasn't spotted them in the supermarkets for months.
2: Yeah, so there's a lot of problems at the moment getting things because of Brexit. I'd say there's difficulties for them in terms of getting raw materials and also getting stuff out of the country into other countries. So certain things have disappeared. I have chia seeds, so they definitely are still around. Check your local health shop because we use um, different different suppliers. So you might get it there. But the main um, alternative would be maybe ground linseeds are a very good one. Pumpkin seeds are great as well. The three of those are very high in the omega-3 fats sunflower seeds have got some over omega 3 but they're higher in omega 6 I think we get plenty omega 6 in our diet so I would prefer people to take the chia seeds the linseeds and the pumpkin seeds now pumpkin seeds you can chew and you can add sprinkle onto salads and we can digest them but with the linseeds and the chia seeds make sure they're ground because otherwise they come out the same way they go in and you don't get the nutrients on the inside Okay
1: and very finally can you repeat the stuff you mentioned for the kidney infection for the urinary tract infection Yeah
2: so what we'll do on the Facebook page um, it'll probably be tomorrow we'll just summarise everything we spoke about on the um, I I spoke about on the radio this morning but it's D-manos three times a day and cranbiotics three times a day so take one after each meal while you have an infection and then when the infection has cleared up take it once a day for at least one to two months for maintenance the other thing that's wonderful as well, Patricia I should mention is the Dr. Deelish Clare kidney blend it's called Cystone C-Y-S-T-O-N-E and if you've got any bit of burning or pain on urination, it works within 24 hours to get you back on the right track. So if people are in an active infection, I'd often recommend that on top of the other two just to get the healing process. To get rid of it because
1: it's Quick horrible, with, horrible. Yeah. Okay, Annalise, pleasure as always. We'll talk to you next Monday in your normal slot. Thank you for that. Thanks. For That's uh, Annalise Dressel of the Health Hub, Times Square in Ballinconic. And of course, uh, um, Annalise now has an online, you can get her website